0: It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show. That means it's time for our Bible study. Before we get into our Bible study, we cover the text messages that you sent through in the first half of the show, find out what you had to say, and then, and we also have our question for our quiz. What does Peter describe as an inheritance
1: incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you? What does Peter describe as that? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw to win I Have a Future, He Comes, and Keywords of the Christian Faith by Reinder Bruinsma. Guys, give us a call or a text on that number, 0491-064-669. And again, that question was, what does Peter describe as an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. What his, does he describe as that? 0491 064 669.
0: Okay, this is what you had to say about the first half of the show. We started by talking about NASA's dart. I actually looked up some pictures of that thing hitting that rock. They mm. took photos of it with the James Webb telescope. So this is basically a dart that flies around in space, smashes into asteroids that may be going to impact our Earth and breaks them up into little pieces so they just burn just up. Burn up, yeah. To protect our planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Raphael says, the NASA, NASA, the dart, could it be used by the New World Order against Jesus and the angels at the second coming? From the book The Pale Horse, we all know the military always take good inventions for their own use. Whoa, you've got to wonder what's going on there. Mm. They, you know, so much potential. Anyway, Uh, Flying boat. This was your electric flying boat there. Mm -hmm. This is the future. Now, I wonder how long it will be before they make a flying battleship. Oh, intense. They can militarise both of these things. Or
1: like a flying aircraft carrier.
0: That would be kind of like art, reality copying art. That's right. All Mm -hmm. right. Dogs are truly man's best friend. How many more talents do they have that we don't know about? So uh, we're talking about dogs being able to smell whether a person is suffering from anxiety by smelling their saliva.
1: That's right. This is like the first research that's been done into that as well. It's Amazing.
0: Okay, brother Andrew, the Bible smuggler. And, you know, actually, just before we move on to that, dogs always know when you are stressed. Mm. They just do. They know you. You who own dogs, you know that your dog knows when you I are wish stressed. My dog knew that, and your
1: stopped dog jumping is just on me. Dumb. yeah.
0: My, dog's, <laughs> my dog. is so stupid, bro. <laughs> your dog is the best dog ever. Yeah. All right, uh, brother Andrew, the Bible smuggler. I can only imagine how many diamonds or stars he will have in on the crown that Jesus will give him. The power of one who is in Christ and led by Christ. Praise the Lord. There are thousands of men and women who silently have been working for the Lord, which mm. we won't know about until we get to heaven. Yeah, okay, this guy had a book written about him because he obviously met some people who were authors and started telling some stories and they're like, yeah, we'll write a book about you. And he became famous and that led to the you know the organization called Open Doors, which is absolutely fantastic. But how many other people are out there doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. How many cool. other people did the same thing and ended up in jail and we never heard about them again?
1: That's right. How many people like helped this guy too? Yes. Like that,
0: that yes. we don't know about. You know,
1: you mentioned the story about like Hong Kong. How many people were like a part of the raft getting it over? Like all these kind of things.
0: I remember when I was in year like nine or ten in high school and a brother Andrew representative came to our school to talk about stories of smuggling Bibles. It was wow. wild stuff. Mm. It was just really, really um inspiring. Um, and then finally, can anything good come out of California? Well, some people said that about Nazareth one time, didn't they? Mm. Okay, we're continuing on here and we have this one. What an amazing and inspiring story from Owen. It really lifts the whole, the soul to hear how God has worked in his life. Thank you for sharing. God's love is amazing and his timing is spot on. That's from Janelle. Um, then we've got this one. Owen's story is so crazy but also very inspiring. Today it hit on some points in my life that I can resonate with. Mm. Though my story is far from what he went through, I have been and am struggling with my separation and Mm. with relinquishing control to God and also seeing uh, my wife as a gift from God. I feel I have also loved the gift more than the giver. Mm. I'm so thankful for my church family in how they have supported me, but I still need to let it all go and give it to God's control. Mm. That one there from Braden. So. Yeah, we've, we've, we are glad that you have been blessed as you've been listening to mm. these testimonies. There's more to come. I think we've got a, what, two or three more installments in the Owen Shaw story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting the nods from the studio. Getting, so. getting
1: the nods. Something along those lines.
0: And at some stage I'd like to stitch it all together into just one big long podcast. Mm. All right, Bible study time. Dude, I'm keen. So we're doing all the classics. Oh, yeah? Which one haven't we done?
1: In regards to what the, the, great the great controversy, we have not yet done Revelation twelve. Revelation twelve, you know, if you want to the effects of the great controversy, you've got uh Romans three twenty three and six twenty three. You could throw some of those in. Um, you've got the various verses throughout the Gospels as the, to the character of Satan. Uh, all, all those, all those.
0: Uh, of in, in my mind, the big ones is Ezekiel twenty eight. Isaiah fourteen, Isaiah 14 and Revelation twelve. Revelation
1: twelve. Yeah, yeah.
0: We haven't done Revelation twelve yet. Yeah. Are we going to? We're going. to. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go there and let's talk about what is taking place in Revelation chapter twelve. Uh, I think we started verse seven there, Lawson. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is going to be tough to read, actually. From I've got I've got this NLT in front of me. Usually I'm I'm using my New King James. Do you want
0: me to pass you a King James? I've got a King James here if you want. <laughs> it'll be similar okay. it'll ha- it won't be the same as your nuking James maybe let's let's just quote it
1: okay and war broke out in heaven Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought um, but they did not prevail I think I think that's verse seven right
0: yes that's verse seven and then it, that's could, verse eight as well okay uh verse eight also has neither was their place found anymore in heaven yeah and verse nine the dragon was thrown out yeah the dragon The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. Mm. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Mm. And heard a loud voice from, voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives to the death. Mm. Therefore rejoice, you heavens and you that live in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. Okay. First thing, Lyle
1: didn't quote that; he read that. I did. Second thing, Lyle just handed me a King James Bible that's covered in tape. Yes. <laughs> well, it's better than my other one over here. <laughs> that's got the pages. Fall, it's missing yeah. tape. <laughs> this is awesome. You can have this back, Lyle. I'm <laughs> all right, thanks. <laughs> Fussy. We're keeping it going. It's just here. Fussy, that's right. This guy, even Lyle, like Lyle drives bomb it's cars Bible, around. Bible privilege. Lyle drives bomb cars around, and even his Bible's a bomb too, <laughs> stitched together literally. Yeah. If Lyle could put cars- cable ties, if Lyle's Bible could be held up together by two cable ties, they would be.
0: My car's not a bomb car. <laughs> it's just. Only has half a gearbox and (laughs) a quarter of a clutch. That's right. It's not here. It's not running. But hey. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Where are we up to? Um, Let's go back through these verses here. And what we're actually going to begin by looking at in this depiction of the great controversy Mm -hmm. is verse 7, where the Bible says there was war in heaven, and when war broke out, who was fighting? Michael and his angels and the dragon and his angels. So who is the dragon? The dragon is Satan. Yes, the Bible says that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Mm. Who is Michael? Michael is my middle name. Okay. So Michael is sitting here in the studio. Who else is Michael? (laughs) My dad's first name is Michael as well. Okay. And in verse 7, who is Michael? (laughs) Michael is the archangel. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So we need to find out who the archangel is. Correct. Okay, so basically uh, Bible commentators, we're going to do a bit of Bible study on this. Mm -hmm. Bible commentators are divided on the identity of Michael. Yes. And so you'll have some Bible commentators who will say that Michael is another name for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And some Bible commentators will say that Michael is a name for an archangel and that there are a number of archangels. And they give those archangels names like Raphael, for instance, is supposedly one of the archangels. Mm. Now, of course, to go down that particular path, you've got to step outside of Scripture and you've got to go into tradition where people just made up stuff, Mm. made up random stuff, Mm. and gave these just assigned names and like, oh, there's four four archangels. Well, no, the Bible doesn't say that kind of Mm -hmm. anywhere. That doesn't exist. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 So if the Bible doesn't say that... Well, the Bible does talk about Gabriel. Mm-hmm. That is an angel that is named in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But Gabriel is nowhere mentioned as an archangel. And That's the other right. two, I can't remember their names. Uriel and Raphael, I think. Mm. Uh, the Bible nowhere says that these guys are archangels. There is only
1: one archangel. That's right. You know, you could... Like the definition of archangel is head of the angels, and I guess you could have multiple, that could be a plural, but nowhere in the Bible is
0: it a plural. It could be, but the word ark or head is indicates somebody at the very top. That's right. Uh, the word ark is number one. So mm. you find this terminology used in creative writing today. Uh, where you 'll find somebody referred to you know as their arch enemy or the archbishop or the archbishop he 's the the top dog yes he 's the top dog he 's the number one so mm. your arch enemy is going to be your number one and so uh your number one by definition there 's only one off singular yeah it 's singular and so the other definition of it is greatest mm. so arch enemy greatest enemy number one enemy uh, you can only have one greatest Mm-hmm. You can have lots of greats. You can only have one greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of that word is angelos, angel, mm-hmm. which means messenger. So greatest messenger is what it is. Yes. Okay, so then for those who argue that Michael is a name, another name for Jesus Christ, who has many names in the Bible, they would say, well, it's blasphemous to say that, you, that, that there is a greater messenger than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. For those who would say that Michael the archangel is uh, an angel and not Jesus Christ would say it's blasphemous to say that Jesus is a created being. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a bit of a closer look at this and look at some passages of Scripture. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 48. Let's go to Genesis 48 and we'll read the first line here of, I believe, verse 16.
1: Genesis 48 and verse 16 The Bible says, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm may
0: bless these boys. Okay, so here we have the angel that did what? Redeemed him. How many redeemers are there? One. One. So who is that right there? Who is being referenced right here? Well, there's only one redeemer. That's Jesus Christ. So this is a reference to Jesus, and what does it call Jesus? An angel. So how can the Bible call Jesus an angel? Because Jesus was not a created being. He was not a recipient of life. He Mm. did not receive life from anyone, anywhere, at any time. Mm. So how can he be called an angel? Yeah,
1: it's... Would we say... And I guess... Well, Genesis is written in Hebrew, so it it wouldn't use the word angelos. No. Uh, But it uses the
0: Hebrew equivalent.
1: So uh, essentially are we saying that when it calls Jesus an angel, it's not necessarily saying he is literally a part of the class of created beings that is angel, but rather, again, referencing him as the messenger. And obviously it's like, this is Jacob speaking. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, when did Mm -hmm. Jacob meet an angel who redeemed him? Well, we know that he met the the man whom he wrestled with all night, Mm -hmm. right? And who redeemed him, who spoke to him, blessed him, gave him, purpose and and goal and all those kinds of things moving forward from that point. And Jacob himself is calling this person an angel. Yes. Any, any reader of the Bible would see the man who wrestled Jacob as Jesus. Yes. As God, 100%. In fact, the Bible calls him the man of God. That's right. But now Jacob is calling him an angel. Yes. And so... Yeah, we're seeing that overlap there. We're that overlap. Okay, so
0: very clearly the the word angel, uh, the, the, the Hebrew equivalent means messenger as well. Mm-hmm. And is Jesus a messenger? Yes. Yes, Jesus is a messenger. Therefore, it is not wrong to call him an angel. In the same way that the Bible calls King David an angel, mm-hmm. in the same way that the Bible calls the apostle Paul an angel, mm-hmm. this does not mean that they are heavenly beings. Mm-hmm. This means that they were messengers. Mm. That's what it actually means. Okay, so Jesus is a messenger. Therefore, it's not wrong to speak about Jesus as an angel. If we go to over to Exodus chapter three, this is the one that I see and
1: kind of really bolsters the the belief, like adds to that belief that oh man, yeah, maybe maybe you could call. Jesus and angel, like this story in Exodus 3 is... It
0: doesn't deny in any mm. way, shape, or... Sorry, I butted in.
1: no It's just incredibly telling. We're going to read it, but... All
0: right, Exodus chapter 3, why don't you read for us verse 2, please, first line. In verse 2, it says,
1: There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush.
0: And, of course, the burning bush was not working, was was not burning. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so who was in the bush according to verse 2? The angel of the Lord. And according to verse 4, who was in the bush?
1: Yeah, it says, When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. So who was in the bush? God. God? Yeah. And what is God's name in verse 14? And in verse 14, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of
0: Israel. I am has sent me to you. Okay, mm-hmm. so the great I am the self-existent God of the ruler and creator of the universe here is called the angel of the Lord,
1: yeah, furthermore, Moses worships him
0: like yes, Moses falls because down the Bible says he worshipped him yeah god says take your take your shoes off your feet because you're standing on holy ground mm-hmm. that's something you only do in the presence of divinity mm-hmm Okay, so let's flick back over to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7 again. We're gonna ask another question right here. Revelation Mm -hmm. chapter 12 and verse 7. What is Michael's job here in verse 7?
1: In verse 7, well it says Michael's angel, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. So what's his job? He is leading a
0: group of angels in war against Satan. Okay, so he's the, he's, he is the leader of the armies of heaven. So Michael mm-hmm. is the leader of the armies of heaven. Mm-hmm. We're clear on that? Sure. Okay, let's now go to Joshua, book of Joshua, chapter 5. Joshua, chapter 5. And let's see what the Bible has to say over here. Who is it that is leader of the armies of heaven? Mm. What is the Bible clear on? Joshua, chapter 5, and why don't you read for me verse 13. And yeah, verse 13. When, and jo-
1: when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you a friend or a foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell on his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do?
0: And verse 15.
1: The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did as
0: he was told. So who did Joshua meet? The commander of the Lord's armies. And what was he told to do when he did? He did. Worship him. Worship him and take his shoes off Shoes off because it was holy ground mm-hmm. because he was in the presence of God. Mm. So Michael, who is the commander of the armies of heaven, mm. is God. Mm. It's that simple. This is simply another name for Jesus Christ. Mm. The Bible is very, very clear about this. It does not infer in any way, shape or form that this particular person is a created being. No, not at all. This person is not a created being. This person is the self-existent ruler and creator of the universe, uh, who is called a messenger. I think the significance in the case
1: of Moses and in the case of Joshua falling down in worship in front of the angel, you could think, oh, well, maybe this Michael guy is telling them that they should worship because he's here to represent God. But if you skip forward all the way to Revelation, where this passage is in Revelation chapter 12. Uh, if, if John you, tries to worship Gabriel. John tries to worship Gabriel in in a vision in heaven, by the way. Yes. He's in a vision yes. in heaven. So yes. uh, are you in close proximity to God? Yes. yes. And Gabriel is like, do not do that. Stand up, John, right now. You cannot worship me. I am an angel. Do not worship me. I am a created being. But in the presence of the commander of the Lord's army, in the presence of the angel of the Lord, and in the presence of Michael, he falls down. He, oh, every single person is called to worship in front of him. That's right. Which is something that's only reserved
0: for God. For God alone. Absolutely. Mm. Really solid point there. Thank you for sharing. Let's go over to the book of Jude, and we're going to read verse 9. There's only one chapter in Jude. Jude is hes one of these fire and brimstone preachers. Mm -hmm. I like him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But verse 9 has an interesting statement here in verse 9. Jude verse 9. Why don't you read that one for us? But even Michael,
1: one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body.
0: Okay, so Michael has come down to resurrect Moses. Mm. And Satan is there and is like, no, you can't do that. And Michael says, the Lord rebuke you. And some people say, well, obviously he's not the Lord because he's telling the Lord to do it. Mm -hmm. Except that this is how God addresses Satan. Mm Mm-hmm. And you find many instances of it. Let's go over to Zechariah very quickly. Mm-hmm. Zechariah chapter three verse one and two. Zechariah three verse one and two. Man, we are getting a classic. of yeah, this, out. this awesome. is like the digging into the Bible today. Zechariah <laughs> chapter three verse one and two. Go for it, Lawson. I,
1: I'm like, I'm trying to. Here we go. Zechariah chapter three verse one and two. Then the angel showed me Yeshua, the high priest, or Joshua the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser Satan was there at the angel's right hand making accusations against Joshua. And the Lord said to Satan,
0: I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Okay, let me read it for you from my translation. In verse 2, it says, And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Mm. And Michael said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Mm. This is how this is how Jesus addresses Satan mm. in the Bible. Mm. And so what you've got here is once again a very clear reference to Michael being the one who calls Moses from the dead, the Bible says that Michael is the one who calls all of the dead to life at the second coming. Mm -hmm. That can only be Jesus. The Bible says that they are resurrected at the (laughs) voice of Jesus. Yeah, what power does an angel have to resurrect people? None. None None whatsoever. Zero, yeah. Okay, so we've got a whole bunch of passages here that very, very clearly show that Michael is another name for Jesus Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here on The Breakfast Show this morning, we're talking about Michael the Archangel and the identity of Michael the Archangel as we work our way through today's Bible study. Uh, we've referenced a couple of verses there earlier. We're going to look at them uh, in a little bit more detail. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter chapter four. Sorry, chapter 4, and let's read what the Bible says over here. First Thessalonians
1: chapter four and verse are we gonna read from verse thirteen, maybe a little bit Yeah, let's just let's just cut to the chase mm. and let's just 16. read verse sixteen. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, first the Christians who have died
0: will rise from their graves. So what is the, who does the Bible say has the voice of the archangel? Jesus. The Lord does. Mm-hmm. The Lord has the voice of the archangel, mm-hmm. and it's that voice that calls the dead back to life. Lyle, I just realized something. What's
1: that? Something so profound, so deep. Go. I forgot to do the quiz
0: oh.
1: <laughs> I forgot to do the quiz question.
0: Oh, I'm so excited over this Bible study. This Bible study, study is amazing. But we've got to it.
1: give everyone their last opportunity to get yes. in because, uh, dude, we're doing the prize in like 15 minutes. All right. This is your last chance. Who did shimai and that's S H I M E Sh- I, shimai Who did Shemai curse and throw stones at? Mm -hmm. 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. Key words to the Christian faith. I have a future by... uh, Sorry, I have a future and he comes by Reinder Bruinsma is the prizes for this week. That Again, this is the literally the very last opportunity that you can get in. But again, that question was, who did Shemai curse and throw stones at? 0491 064
0: 669. It was a smiting Mm offence. Somebody wanted to smite him, Mm -hmm. but they weren't allowed to. Mm -mm. They really wanted to smite him. But
1: they couldn't. Yeah.
0: Okay, let's get back into our Bible study. The Bible says that the Lord has the voice of uh, Michael the archangel and it is the voice of Uh, It is the voice of Michael the archangel that raises the dead back to life. And if you go back to John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29, the Bible says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his, Jesus' voice, Mm. and shall come forth those that have done good to the resurrection of life, Mm -hmm. those that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. It is the voice of Michael that is heard. When the when the righteous are resurrected at the return of Christ, mm. and the Bible says that that is the voice of Jesus, we all clear so far. Yeah, good. Crystal, can I show you something that I discovered that is new that I've never seen before? Really? Yes. Yep. I'm... This is from the Book of Daniel. Oh, okay. So there are four prophecies in the Book of Daniel. Uh huh. It's Daniel two, Daniel uh-huh. seven, Daniel eight and nine, Daniel ten through twelve. Uh-huh. Each one of those prophecies, except for Daniel ten through twelve ends with an explanation. Mm-hmm. So you have the prophecy, then you have the explanation. Mm-hmm. Now if we look at just the actual prophecy itself, mm-hmm. right? Let's go there. Daniel 2. Where does it what is the what does the prophecy end by talking about? Yeah, you're gonna watch this. This is this is going to be special. Oh, okay. Yep. So I've been teaching Daniel for ages and never actually seen this. This is really cool. So Daniel chapter 2, the prophecy ends down here in, uh, let's see here, Daniel 2 and verse 34. 34?
1: 34. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, you're going to the end of the explanation. Ah, Okay, yeah. Not the explanation, the prophecy. As you watched, a rock was
1: cut out from a mountain, but not by human hands. It struck the feet of iron and clay, smashing it into bits.
0: Okay, who is the rock? Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can confirm that in verse 44. In the days of these you know, kings, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall mm-hmm. never be destroyed? So the explanation tells mm-hmm. you this is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So here's the sequence you've got you've got your, you know, your Babylon, Medo, Persia, Greece, Rome, etc. ends with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go to Daniel 7. Go to mm-hmm. the end of the prophecy in Daniel 7.
1: Mm-hmm. So not
0: the end of the explanation, the end of the prophecy. right? Verse
1: 13. In verse thirteen in Daniel seven, the Bible says, "My vision continued that night. I saw something like the Son of Man coming from the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient One and led, and and was led into His presence." Who do we have here? The
0: Son of Man. The Son of Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Daniel two, the prophecy ends with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Daniel seven, the prophecy ends with Jesus. Mm-hmm. In the book of Daniel, you have repeat and enlarge, right? Yes. Daniel eight, let's see if we have repeat and enlarge. Go to verse 11, and some people are going to say, oh, yeah, but the prophecy ends in verse 13. No, it actually doesn't. Verse 13, he's just hearing a conversation. That's
1: right. It, it even challenged the commander of heaven's army by cancelling the daily sacrifices offered to him by destroying his temple.
0: Okay, let me read it from the verse 11 from the KJV. Yes, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. Who is the prince of the host? Jesus. Jesus. Okay, so here's what we've got. Three prophecies. They all parallel each other. Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, Divided Nations, Second Coming. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. They all end with Jesus. Yes. Daniel ten through twelve. Uh-huh. Let's yep. go to the end of the prophecy. Yep. Go to the end of the prophecy and we go to Daniel chapter twelve, 12 and verse, verse
1: one. 1. Uh, the Bible says, at that time, Michael. The archangel who stands guard over your nation will arise. Then there will be a time of anguish greater than any nations first came into existence. But at that time, every one of your people whose name is written in the book will be rescued.
0: Every detail of the book of Daniel Mm -hmm. is repeated in each prophecy, in Mm -hmm. each four prophecies. Mm -hmm. Repeat and enlarge. Mm -hmm. Repeat and enlarge. Mm -hmm. They all have exactly the same elements. They all start in the same place. They all end in the same place. And uh, the first three prophecies end with Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the fourth one ends with Michael. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's almost like, surprise, surprise, we're going to throw a curveball in here and, and end this one with somebody other than Jesus. No, it is not ending with someone other than Jesus it's ending with Jesus. Mm. Because what does the Bible say? That Michael stands up for the for the great prince, which stands for the children of your people. There's a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, and your people shall be delivered, every one that will be found written in the book. Many of those that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Well, how does that happen? The Bible tells us that it's the voice of Michael who brings them back to life, mm. some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt, those that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the ferment, those that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But you, O Daniel, up the words, seal the book, even to the time of the end, mm. and he shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. The Bible is crystal clear as to the identity of Michael. Mm. Michael is another name for Jesus Christ. And what is interesting is that every single reference to Michael, he is at war. Mm. Michael is going to war in heaven in the great controversy. Michael here is going to war in behalf of his people. Mm. Michael in chapter 10 is going to war in relationship to the uh, Persian kings and uh, the release of God's people. Mm. Um, Michael in Jude verse 9 is going to war against Satan regarding the body of Moses. Michael in Joshua chapter 5 is captain of the king's host. There is a war against the Canaanites. What is Michael? Michael is another name for Jesus that tells us about Jesus as the general, the leader. It is, it's his combat name. Mm. You put it down that, is that way. This is his combat name. All right, so there's some thoughts on Michael, the archangel, and helps us to understand Revelation chapter 12 and the great controversy so much more clearly, where Jesus and Satan are going to war—a war of ideology. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to Double L Team Lyle and Lawson, we are about to have the quiz. Completed the wheel spun, the prize given away, and we have a question of the day that we are about to do right here. Yeah, we do have a question of the day, but
1: before we get into it, we we've, we've got to spin the wheel. We're like, we're ready to go. We're we're rare, we're raring to go with uh, <laughs> with our wheel. So, shell, is it is it there? Is it ready? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's right here. She's she's <laughs> okay. It's spinning. Uh, we've got a winner! Yeah, shout out! We have an amazing winner. We are going to try and get them on the phone. Whilst we do, we will make our way through some of the answers of the... Quiz for today. What did Joseph do for the butler and baker? Interpreted their dreams. James described the Ten Commandments as the law of liberty. What three words come next? Let us therefore come boldly unto the, I gave this one away, throne uh, but of grace. The throne of grace. Grace was the key word. That was the word you needed to guess. What does Peter describe as an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you? That is the description of our inheritance. And finally, who did Shemai curse and throw stones at? Uh, that was David. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to get our winner for t- this week on the phone. But shout out Danny for doing a fantastic job getting your answers in and winning the prize. We also have a text message that has come in here. The name of Michael also means he who is like God. Yes. And that's okay. that's something that my dad loves to remind me about. He's like, My name's Michael, and it means you know, he's like, Yeah, I'm spiritual too, man. Like my name means the one who's like God. I'm like awesome, amazing. Yes. Your dad is the best. He is. He's fantastic.
0: All right, let's um let's have a look at this. Text message that's comes through here in relationship to Michael being uh, one who is like god and let 's uh-huh. delve into this a little bit deeper for our question of the day this morning mm. because I do have people from time to time who come to me with this and they say you know the word Michael means one who is like God, not one who is God mm. you know because if you 've got like something you are not the same as that mm. you, you kind of see where that goes when you translate it into the english language don 't you sure, okay, so what we need to look at is how does it actually work so let me read to you from uh, Uh, Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 15. Colossians 1 and verse 15, the Bible says, Christ is the likeness of God who can't be seen. He is first and he is over all creation. Okay, so let's stop there for a moment. The Bible says Michael is the one who is like God. Here the Bible says Christ is the one who is like God. Therefore, if Michael is the one who is like God and Christ is the one who is like God, then they are both the same person. Because people might ask you this question. It's a valid question to ask. Okay, if Jesus is the one who is like God, does that mean that Jesus is not God? Well, we simply continue reading right here and we find out. Mm. The Bible says in verse 16, all things were created by him, that's Jesus. He created, Jesus created everything in heaven and on earth. Jesus created everything that can be seen and everything that can't be seen. Jesus created kings and powers and rulers and authority. Everything was created by Jesus and for Jesus I'm, I'm using the word him but I'm putting in the word Jesus here. Mm. Uh, before anything was created he was all Jesus was already there. He holds everything together. And so this is a passage that we have mentioned on numerous occasions where we simply point out the fact that you cannot be before everything if you have a beginning. Mm. Now, if you if if you have a beginning then the beginner is before you. If you have no beginning, you are the beginner. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that Jesus has no beginning because he is before everything. If the Father Mm -hmm. was there before Jesus, then there would be an exception in the verse, and it would say he was there before everything except the Father. Mm. And that would be clear. We would then know that Jesus was a created being. But no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that Jesus was before all things, therefore he is equal in divinity and existence With the Father.
1: Mm.
0: They're both the same. And so here we find that Christ is the likeness of God. Christ is the same as God. Christ is God. Michael is the one who is like God. Christ is the one who is like God. Michael and Christ are the same person and they are. God. So, a very important point that has been raised here in relationship to this. Do we have our winner on the phone, producer Shell? We don't have our winner on the phone. Okay, so let's talk about it in a little bit more depth. If we go to Romans chapter 8, we find this interesting passage right here that carries a similar context of likeness and sameness. For the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. And the question is, did Jesus become a human like us? Yes. Absolutely Jesus did. He became a human like just like us. Mm. In fact, if you go over to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, what does it say over here in Hebrews chapter 2? Hebrews chapter two, uh, it says in verse sixteen: For truly, he did not take on him the nature of angels. That wouldn't have helped us at all. We already know how an angel. We already know that an angel knows how to live a righteous life. Uh, but he took on him the seed of Abraham, and we all know about Abraham and the sins he committed. Wherefore, in all things, it was best for him to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation. For the sins of the people. Okay, so when we go down through this passage right here, we find that Jesus was made like us with flesh, like ours. What does the Bible say? It was the same as ours mm. in all things. It says why? So that he can be a merciful and faithful high priest, uh, and that he himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to help those who are. Tempted. So, a great, uh, a great question to ask right there. One that you will get asked from time to time in relationship to the identity of Michael. That is the definition of the word: one who is like Christ, and like one who is like God. And the Bible says that Jesus is the one who is like God. Fantastic stuff. As you go through this day, don't forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
1: God hold you with the sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again at Jesus' feet meet again at Jesus. God be
0: with you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one faith FM.